You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Hello. Welcome back to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. What's <laughs> shaking? Every, every show just starts with you saying that and me laughing. Welcome. I laugh every time, and it's a genuine laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never know what to say, so I'm just, you know, I'm hiding that. Welcome, yeah. welcome back. Let's see what's going on yeah. in Ottawa Real Estate Network. <laughs> uh, my name is Paul Stevenson. I'm one of the hosts, and uh, I'm an owner at Referral Mortgages in Ottawa. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Greg Campbell. He is a partner over at Blue Panda Realty, always over at, and David Warren uh, is also an owner and a mortgage agent at referral mortgages gentlemen how was the week how are we doing first off i feel like i'm betraying north group because i'm drinking starbucks coffee right now oh boy oh and not in a toilet mug either unbelievable and i'm acknowledging it right now just you know (laughs) bring the comments (laughs) yeah the comments have been uh unfavorable lately to some of us last week yeah to some of us yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I responded pretty well, I think, to those. And um, I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed in the comments because I think that it was like, I just didn't understand why they would think that I'm on the side of bad realtors out of that last episode. Um, you know, the last episode was clearly just saying that, uh, you know, market the marketplace um, uh, show again just wasn't, there was a lot of missing pieces in, in the puzzle. And, uh, you know, if they had listened to the, well, they probably, I guess they probably did, but the show prior, I was saying clearly that it does happen a lot. And, uh, you know, and I was saying that I'm not, uh, I'm not cool with it. It shouldn't be happening at all. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's just, that just how it is, but it made it seem like, um, I sucked after that last episode. <laughs> They were basically saying, you suck, Greg, don't defend these people. And I was like, I wasn't defending everyone, anyone. I was saying those people, like from the sounds of it, they were terrible agents. I was just talking about the show as a whole, I think did a bad job at their representation of what may be considered something. There's a lot of holes. There was a lot of, there was a lot of holes in the story and the plot line and and research and the people brought in. Um, but, uh, they, they were positioning it one way. You were telling them a bit more of the story, trying to get a full picture. Yeah, that's all it was. We're in the middle. I was, I was, I was in no way saying that it doesn't happen and that I'm, I'm cool with shitty, terrible agents. It's not me, man. You've been no. watching long enough. That's not me. I'm a, I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm one of the good guys. Come on. The good guys, bro. Oh, anyways. But I love, but I love the comments. So for everybody that's making those comments, anything, it's, you know, it, it opens the conversation. So, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And if, and if any, if anyone is asking those questions, you know, we're replying, if you want to have a chat about it more about anything, like just holler. I love it. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have to remember too, a lot of people are probably listening while they're doing other things. So they might just be getting, you know, kind of tidbits sure, sure. or they hear you say one comment and don't hear the rest of the discussion or what have you. So you just, you sure, never know. Sure. You never know. Yeah. Give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. How was, uh, how was the week in real estate? What's, uh, what's happening in Ottawa? Well, uh, I, 
I uh, locked down three homes for buyers this week or last week, which was, uh, which was really nice. Uh, some people I've been working with for a while. So that was, uh, that was good. Some success. Uh, and I got three new listings on the market now. So that's, uh, it's good. I mean, everything's, everything's moving along. Uh, I know that sales are down, you know, across the board, across the country than they were, you know, year over year. Um, but, and the numbers are definitely leveling out actually. Yes. So in, uh, in or in Orleans specifically, well, actually in almost all of Ottawa now, the, you, we have a percentage where you see what percentage a home sells for below or over list. And we're basically at even now. We're basically like a hundred percent. And like some, some, now do you think we're still selling over, but on average, it's like about a hundred percent. Now, would you say though that, because that, that's kind of, uh, I find those numbers are a little bit skewed because you can always be like, you can always be selling over list when the price, when the price of the home is, is under, under about sure. like listed sure. way under. Right. Like, and I know sure. at the beginning of the year, we were seeing that it was, you know, always listing at the four nine nine. Uh, in order to get attention to sell at 600 and 650, that was just the standard 499. What are you selling at? 499, 499, 499. Um, so, you know, I'm curious. So, do you see that? Like, do you think that's just indicative of the market as a whole that it's more balanced? Uh, or do you think that it's also being pri- properties being priced more appropriately? Um, yeah. I think it's all of I the above. All of the above. I just think it's better overall. Mm-hmm. You know, some will still say it's a seller's market, but from what I'm seeing, like I've the last all every deal I did were it was conditional on financing and inspection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we even went back. We got a wet inspection on one today for the fireplace and everything. And it's just like you know, and all the agents are great. Everyone understands it. The sellers understand. Um, and each of these, just trying to think of what we got. We paid list price on two of these. And we paid 10 over on one. So that, you know, there you go. That's three. And that's just me. So, I mean, that shows you exactly what I said. It's about a hundred percent of, uh, of list price. Yeah. Definitely. Every purchase agreement I got last week was, uh, uh, for clients, they all had conditions, which was great. I mean, it's, uh, it's always, you know, a lot of relief on my end when there's, uh, when there are conditions, it protects the buyer, allows us to take our time to ensure that, everything is locked yeah. down for financing, um, things like that. But even, you know, and it was a varying degree of conditions as well, whether it be financing included, another was no financing included, but it was conditional on them selling their home, which I hadn't oh, seen really? in a long time. Um, you know, things like wow. that, which, yeah. Which, unicorn. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. 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 Unicorn for sure. <laughs> which was no, nice, and, to, you know, which was nice to see, you know? Yeah, it is. And I mean, average days on market, depending on what you're looking at, it's 20 to 30 days. Mm. There's still some selling in, in a week, obviously, but average, and that's a signs of a more balanced market. Like buyers, and there's there's just, I mean, it's like I said uh, last week or the week before. Like I've seen so many homes lately. Like it's mm. it's ridiculous. I haven't seen this many in a, in one time in months. I have been getting uh, a number of clients so that bought. They still just sell their home. They bought, set a closing date out two months. Uh, and then listed their house and it's, you know, closings in the end of November and they still don't have a, you know, a sale ag- purchase agreement had fallen right. through or sale had fallen through still listed. Um, so I know there are, like I have been dealing with some pretty stressful uh, clients and, you know, one where it only sold a week and a half before closing of the, of the new purchase. So we would have had been scrambling uh, for, you know, for really creative financing uh, at the end, but 
it's um, it's certainly something where I, I think people aren't having to be going to have to be as aggressive on that purchase. They can set that closing date of you know four months out and move it forward once they've sold their home or or what have you to so they're not down to the down to the wire like this. But, but yeah, overall, I I love seeing. I love seeing conditions. It's always nerve wracking. People yeah. always think on our side, like, oh, well, you pre-approve me. Why can't I just go and run conditional? You know, I don't need financing clause. Well, you're pre-approved based on your numbers optically, but that's not taking into account the actual property itself. And it's yeah. not only the bank that has to approve it, but also the mortgage insurer. So it's going, the bank can be on board, but the insurer not. And so, you know, you have these extra layers where pre-approval it's not getting to the insurer. It's not based on the property itself. And so when people go it, you know, kind of really push for that, un, you know, unconditional offer or no financing, you know, we always say like your ratios are in line, but we can't speak to this property because it still needs to go through two extra layers of firm approval. You need to, you know, this is your worst case scenario, best case scenario, you know, you make the decision, but we can't tell you to, to omit yeah. a financing clause. Right. But, and, and and everyone's expecting it now. So it's not a big deal. Like when you submit an offer with conditions, you just like, all right, cool. You got yeah. it. It's funny how, uh, things have, you know, things have changed so drastically this past year. And I know we talk about every week of kind of the ebbs <laughs> and flows, but it's, uh, when you look back to, to February and March, well, January to March, maybe even April, um, you know, the tide started turning, I think in May, but, uh, yeah. slowly, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's interesting how how fickle the market's been in that in that sense, and and people. I will, don't I will come say back. something. I know I will say something about the changes and things just suddenly happening that kind of shock you a bit. There's a property that I'm listing, and numbers were sitting around 600. It was like 600. It was kind of like we're going to get 600 for sure. You know, wanted more, but I was like, it's not March. <clears throat> excuse me. It's not, I mean, it's not how, how spring was anymore. Cause on the street before that, they were selling six fifty to seven, uh, when, when it was really crazy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden another one comes out before we list and we're like, okay, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Same model, except it's an end unit, but it was listed at five ninety eight, sold for six eighty five. Mm. And then another one came out right when we were going to list at six twenty, just sold for six forty. <laughs> so, so just talking about the changes, it's mm-hmm. really funny how in, in, for whatever reason, in that one little pocket out here, uh, that model or that house, that, that street, whatever, it's still going up. And then down the street, mm-hmm. things are just selling at list price or just, just around. Right. But, so I, but it's I, always what you've said. You've said all along, Greg, if it's a, if it's a, if the house shows well, or it's a good property, true, true. good location, good lot, whatever, or model in this sense or layout, then yeah. they will go, there will be more eyes on them or more interest. Right. Very uh, true. Yeah. I was just surprised at the, at that jump, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, for sure. No, that's, that's uh, uh, I want to, I want to let everyone know like the numbers I'm saying are true. It's averaging. We're about a hundred percent of list price. So if you're going out, you can expect to pay list price and these, mm-hmm. but there are these anomalies that are still going to keep coming. You know, you yeah. said the average day on market is 20 to 30 days now. Yeah. Which is still quite, you know, historically, that's still a very, uh, like you're your home and it's selling in three weeks. That's, that's a pretty good, pretty good listing mm-hmm. it's again, great. historically. And it's still, and, and you know, the fact that they're on the market for that long too, it just means that a lot of properties are, are overpriced and a lot of the ones that will sell, let's say at the 30 day mark, they might have a price reduction before that sale, you know? So if they're listed at like 650, they might be down to 625 and sell 625 ish right. after the 30 days. 
Because if, if, you know, one of the, one of the big rules in, in our business is if your house hasn't sold in two weeks and it's overpriced, that's what I say to everybody. Like when, when any, when I list a property and, and they don't really take my advice on what I think it should be listed at. I mean, it's very tricky. And, uh, you know, I just tell them, say like, you know what, we'll do your price, but in two weeks, you know, if there's no showings and no offers, then we're coming down and, you know, and everybody agrees. How often do you get clients that don't want to list at what you suggest? Um, not often. It's, I try to find a balance. I, I, I find a low and uh, and a high range. And then we just kind of talk about it for a bit. Yeah. And they usually, they usually understand my thinking and, and why we would be doing that. You know, whereas I had one recently that's, uh, you know, it's, it's above what I want, but we came to uh, an agreement because it was like, they wanted a lot, a lot more. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if they're, if you're suggesting something and they're suggesting something that's, you know, over what you, what you think, then at least yeah. there's, at least as long as there's that understanding that, you know, we're on different, we're in different places and we'll see where it goes after yeah. they kind of set a next step. And it's just, and it just makes, you know, you got to be clear with your client because it makes the relationship difficult. It can, right. you know, if, if they're like, well, no, this is what I want. This is what I want. And it's like, well, why am I here? If why, why was, have you hired? I was just me? about to say that. Why take on a realtor? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Advice I don't, on like, pricing, don't, comparables. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm, that, I'm showing, you, I'm showing you, these are the numbers. Uh, and you want to sell at what price now? Yeah. Come again. (laughs) Based on what fact or what, you know, what statistics or what research, you know, other than hearsay of, you know, looking around. Well, yeah. And I mean, some people here, you know, well, that house down the street four months ago sold for X amount of dollars. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, that was four months ago. And the last month, this many have sold at this price. I know my home is priced properly. That's why it took me three months to sell it. (laughs) Yeah, says Mark, well, I, says marketplace. Listen, you know, there's uh, there's another colleague of mine right now working with someone taking care of an estate, and they're they're in from out of the country, from the U.S. to kind of handle it. And they keep saying, "Well, you know, it's uh, where I come from. This is how it works. Where I come from, this is how we do. No, we're going to do it this way." And it's like, well, it doesn't work at all like that here. So you're mm-hmm. kind of uh, shooting yourself in the foot, and and then they're like, "Okay, let's get it all set up, and uh, I'm going to go back." to the States. And then uh, you can just handle everything for me at uh, my ridiculous price with my, my ideas, (laughs) you know, and I, and I had that conversation. They're like, well, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, well, I go, if it's, if you think it's really going to be a super nightmare, then I would just let it go. But you know, if, if you can come to terms with them, kind of like I was just saying, and, you know, make sure the communication is clear and of what you need to do, then, you know, it it should be okay. Sometimes you just get uh, people who don't get it. Mm-hmm. Dave, you, um, speaking of people that are getting it, uh, Dave, you <laughs> yes. uh, were talking to us about, uh, the bank of mom and dad before we came on here and the kind of large number of dollars that have been kind of passed off to, to kids. Maybe you want to touch on that quickly for listeners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's a pretty common trait, especially for first time home buyers and in larger markets, but parents gifting a down payment, um, you know, it can be a, great strategy as well. And like a living inheritance where it's not taxed, um, things like that. And, uh, and so last year, uh, this past year alone, there was, uh, across Canada, 10 billion, uh, was gifted from parents to their kids, uh, Bubba, for down a billion. So yeah. in the, it, it was, you know, in the Toronto area, it was an average of 130,000, um, gifted, 
And I believe it was in Vancouver area or Van- it was 180,000 or something of that nature. But, you know, a lot of times it does, uh, you know, this also goes hand in hand with the increase in values of homes across the market. Um, you know, a lot of times we see it where parents are tapping an equity on their home or a HELOC. It's not coming from their, you know, s- savings account or, you know, whatnot. So that number is going to, will obviously keep climbing as, uh, now do you think this, do you think this is a reason why the government is proposing taxing, uh, primary home sales like the, the capital gains because of this sort of distribution of wealth? I mean, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. I think it's, uh, I think kind of as a short summary, it's the government spending too much money and their solution is tax more things to get more revenue. Uh, but that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I really hope that doesn't come into of taxing prime residences. But I mean, if it's, if you're going to tax something or you, if that's what your goal is, is because of gifted funds and tax the gifted funds. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, but those effectively are typically, you know, it's after tax after dollars, tax dollars or, yeah. you know, anyways. So, you know, what are you, you're just taxing after tax. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's just interesting. The, you know, that transfer, obviously as home values go up and, and the minimum requirement for down payment, um, increases, you know, they brought government brought in that instituted that rule where it's, uh, you know, change the rules about a year and a half ago, five, Five percent down for the first five hundred thousand. Ten percent down for every dollar above it um, to a max purchase price insured of just under a million. Um, so your requirement for down payment on an average home in in uh, in Canada or in in Ottawa is uh, is that much higher. So you know, yes, it's it's harder for first time home buyers to save up those funds, and so they're they are turning to to their parents, you know, for that for that help. And and it's also become I see I I see it from financial planners of, of, uh, of advice to those, to those parents as well. You know, why wait until you've passed to then, you know, pay, pay tax on that estate where you could pass it along when they're needing it, needing those mm-hmm. funds now. And it's in the tax, you know, yeah. in a tax-free manner. So, um, yeah, I think, I think as home prices go up, you know, so do those parents' values go up where they can tap into that equity. And so will, uh, so will that gifted those gifted funds, but, you know, I've had it before where people feel, We'll call and they'll be like, yeah, you know, my parents should give to me, you know, 20,000 in, you know, how do we handle this? And it's, you know, I just look, that's common. It's, you know, really a uh, first time home buyers. It's very common that there's gifted funds okay. in one capacity or another. And, uh, and so you're not, uh, if you're somebody out there that is a first time home buyer, that's considering that that is an accepted form of down payment from an immediate family member. And it's extremely common. So don't feel like you're, uh, out on an island alone. The old MD MD financial, eh? MD management, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Happened to me. Yeah. Many moons yeah. ago. Many moons. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's uh, as I said, I mean, we'll see what the what that number translates to, or or if, like you said, Paul, whether that changes, if there's any, you know, changes in uh, in tax code of what they're looking at taxing, whether that be on primary residence or whatnot, if that changes anything, but I know we've talked a few times too, about the, the increase in available savings and debt pay down, like unsecured debt pay down over COVID and so on. So there probably is a lot of that 10 billion that was just, you know, money saved money kind of put on the sidelines or taken out of the market or what have you, that they're kind of redistributing Mm -hmm. elsewhere as well. So it would be interesting to see what a breakdown of that, like where that 10 billion came from, if it's leveraged against 
their properties or if it's existing savings or what have you? Yeah, I don't think there's really an easy way of, there's not, they're not really easily able to track that. I mean, I think that would be a poll because um, gifted funds, it's easy to track. I mean, every purchase that's insured or with the banks, they have to record it. It's documented from a gift, you know, on the mortgage side, we get a, the parents or immediate family member to sign a gift letter. We have the matching check and deposit into their accounts. That's, we relay that onto the bank with all that supporting documentation. So it's, it's recorded as gifted funds for an exact amount. So that's, that's recorded as far as where that source is. Um, in Canada, they haven't instituted where that those funds come from. But one thing that is interesting is that they do not allow gifted funds in the U S from what hmm. I gather. I've spoken to a number really? of uh, Americans that they don't have, you have to, it has to come from savings. So, um, Really is something that I found. Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure there's ways around that and there's, you know, sure. Probably letting it seed in the account for X period of time, maybe, or something of that nature. But, um, yeah, I was speaking okay. recently with uh, oh. somebody from San Diego and they were letting me know that, but I'm sure that was interesting. Anyways, before I, uh, before we get into, uh, the mood booster, everything, I wanted to say something that I forgot to say at the beginning to the people, uh, you know, who are commenting and who were, you know, just talking about, dealing with unethical realtors and everything. If you go to my YouTube channel, real estate reality with Greg Campbell, um, there's a lot of good tips there for choosing the right realtor, first time buyers, sellers, whatever. So go and check that out. If you want some more information, some more great real estate information, actually I have, um, I just finished my new, my new series. I haven't seen them yet, but they're all done. So I'm going to be uh, posting up uh, every week for the next uh, two months again. Yeah. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's slide in the mood boost. We got to. Uh, I know we're 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 doing a condensed show today, so we'll uh, we'll slide in the mood boost, and we'll be back better than ever next week again. Um, so I got four, maybe five today. We'll see how these roll out. So number one, couple of Halloween jokes as well, just so you know to keep it topical. Although Halloween was yesterday, two days ago. Uh, why did the ghost starch his sheet? He wanted to scare everyone stiff. <laughs> wanted to scare everyone stiff. Um, sticking with the theme from a few weeks ago, what do you get when you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? Pumpkin pie. For all my 3.14s wow. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, number three, coffee has a rough time in our house. It gets mugged every single morning. <laughs> I'll do two more quickly. Uh, number four, Apple is designing a new automatic car, but they're having trouble installing windows. <laughs> and last but not least, did you hear about the kidnapping at school? It's okay. He woke up. Oh wow. wow! Wow, those were uh, those were actually great, man. Where, yeah. where did those ones come from this week? That was a mixed bag. That was a mixed yeah. bag. A little trick you, or treat. Uh, your your buddy uh, David Coyle is that his name? David Coyle was it, it, it? Does he not work with you guys sometimes? That's his. Uh... Nope. Never oh, heard the name. Anyways, oh, okay, maybe not then. Maybe oh, wow. Okay, I, I'm confused. Maybe he just told me. Anyways, he's an agent. Called me to talk a bit about uh, unreserve 
And uh, he's like, man, he's like, I got to tell you, I love the mood boosts. <laughs> That's like, I, I, I love the mood boosts. He's like, I do all, I do that shit too. He's like, I, I always got tons of jokes like that. And then he started texting me jokes and I was like, this guy's hilarious. That's and awesome. I had, good, I had a good chat with him. Yeah. He works for uh, Bennett property shop, David Coyle. Okay. Yeah, it was nice okay. Yeah, oh, shout out to David Coyle. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in as always. Quick shout out to North Brew, northbrew.ca. Use the po- promo code podcast. And you'll get 20% off your coffee orders. Shout out to Mr. Stephen Hopkins, producer extraordinaire. And gentlemen, shout out to you both. Shout out to you, Paul. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to the two of you who I'm talking to. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks as always for yeah. listening and catch you later. Catch you later, guys. <laughs> The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.